0: A beautiful opportunity we have to join together, and I am fired up. Fired up! (laughs) I'm so grateful to be able to share with you today, and let us dive right into it. Oh, so let's begin as we always do with a prayer and a blessing. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And take this breath of love and gratitude with me, so grateful and so thankful to join together with the higher Holy Spirit self, so grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the perfect love of God shining in our heart and in our mind. So grateful to open ourselves to a healing, so grateful, so thankful to allow ourselves To experience the fullness of love shining in our awareness, we're calling forth a healing. We're calling forth true spiritual success, reverberating throughout our life and being. We are sharing the benefits of our spiritual success and our loving heart with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done and so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen amen. Mm, indeed, we are blessed. So, my topic today <laughs> It's interesting. I really I feel so blessed. I feel so so blessed to be able to offer this radio show hundreds of episodes and it's always exciting to me it's always interesting to me and the topic this week is how to keep from failing how to keep from failing and uh, yeah so th- this is something that really feels so charged right now and I'm excited to share with you so uh, one of the things that I have seen year after year is that I encounter through the Power of Love Ministry, through the classes that we offer, I encounter beautiful, talented beings light workers or as i sometimes call us lightpreneurs lightworker entrepreneurs and people with a tremendous amount of insight and talent and great heart great willingness and they are playing small it's one of the reasons why i do my stop playing small retreat Sometimes I do my Stop Playing Small classes. You might be able to find uh, that old class. I don't know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) um, maybe I'll do a new series on how to stop playing small. It's a subject that is so near and dear to my heart because I played small for such a long time, and it was such a painful experience for me and I didn't know how to get out of that loop of limitation and lack and I was trying different methods in the world of form so I was taking classes I was going to seminars I was doing programs, I was doing various kinds of research, all to try and figure out how to be successful, how to be successful as a teacher, how to be successful with marketing, how to be successful as a minister, how to be successful as a counselor, how to be successful in many different ways. And I found that the more I studied these things, the more I felt like a fraud and a fake and a failure. And that was rough. It was rough. It was so hard to feel like I was failing, like I was just missing the mark. As a spiritual teacher, and my heart was so inspired to share, and I had such a, a vision of what was possible, but I couldn't seem to get over this gap between what I believed and felt was possible and the lack and limitation, the failure that I was experiencing. It was like there was a, a, a gulf, a gap, uh, a big Grand Canyon-sized <laughs> crevice that I couldn't get over. And nothing I did was really helping me. And it was something that bothered me tremendously. I, what I remember was getting to a point where I just decided I'm not going to try to figure this out anymore. I'm just going to give it to spirit. I'm going to lay it on the altar. If you are someone who listens to the daily prayers that I publish, if you're um, getting my daily inspiration, I write daily inspiration. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso. And it's my daily blog. And it comes with a a recorded prayer every day. You can get it in your email, and then you can click and pray. Either uh, dial from your phone if you're reading on your phone, or you can uh, just listen to the audio. You can also get all those prayers. I don't know how many there are now. We've I think we've been podcasting the prayers for a couple of years now, so it's probably a few hundred prayers in there. Uh, the podcast of prayers which is a great thing to have on your phone as a resource. All those hundreds of prayers, of course, they're totally free. And you can pick a prayer at any time on any topic. And with each prayer, there's also listed the daily inspiration that I wrote to go with the prayer. So if you need a pick-me-up, a quick pick-me-up, that's a good resource to have. It's all free, and it just shows up in your email every morning depending on where you are in the world Um, and in those prayers uh, I frequently use the phrase which I don't know where I got it from or when I started saying it but I just started in my mind laying things on the altar and say, okay, God, I'm laying this on the altar, just like it talks about in the Song of Prayer, Course in Miracles, Song of Prayer, to lay it on the altar, to give it to God, that the greatest gift we can offer to spirit, it says in the Song of Prayer, is to lay the problem on the altar and let spirit heal it. And to stop trying to figure out how to heal it, to stop thinking that we must put our trust and faith in our own ability to figure it out. Instead, give it to Spirit. Spirit can figure it out, (laughs) believe me, way better than we can. But the tendency is for most of us is we'll give it to God, we'll pray about it, we'll lay it on the altar. But then if it doesn't get worked out and resolved pretty quick, we take it off the altar, we start worrying about it again, we start trying to figure it out again, we start complaining about it again, we have a very challenging time, a lot of us just leaving things on the altar, So one of the things I learned to do is to say, when I was tempted to snatch it off the altar and start thinking about it, trying to figure it out, understand it, pick it up, look at it, shake it, turn it around, I'd say, no, I'm leaving that on the altar. God's got that. It's not my problem anymore. So one of the ways that I stopped failing and started living a miraculous life was simply by putting things on the altar and leaving them on the altar. In my classes, sometimes I'll talk about uh, literally writing it down on a piece of paper and putting it on your altar. If you don't have an altar... Uh, in your home i encourage you to have one and uh, some simple things about making an altar i'll just share with you it's it's such a wonderful thing it i like to have an altar in every room in fact one of the challenges for me and not having had my own home for some time now is that uh there's not an altar in every room everywhere I go. <laughs> I I miss it. But um I mean you can have an altar in every room, including the bathroom. And you can just make an altar space out of a corner or a windowsill or a shelf, or you don't have to necessarily have a special cabinet or table or something like that. You can just designate a certain area and I, I, I suggest to people if you feel like you'd like to have an altar at work but you feel a little uncomfortable about it you can make it in your desk drawer uh, and so some just basics of altars it's nice to have uh, a beautiful cloth to lay down uh, many people like to use a white candle Uh, In the Native American traditions, we like to do a glass of water, a glass of salt, or a dish of water, a dish of salt, a dish of cornmeal, and then those get changed out daily, and you take them outside and make offerings of the salt, the water, and the cornmeal, and uh, blessing the land and the earth. And... You can also, on your altar, you can uh, put images that are meaningful to you. So I like to place a picture of my teacher on my altar, uh, and I have many teachers. And uh, there's my human teacher. There are my spirit teachers. So I love Kuan Yin. Mother Mary, obviously Jesus, Buddha, and others are so meaningful to me. And sometimes it's wonderful if you're making prayers for someone, a special prayers, you might put their picture on your altar. And one of the things you can do is you can have a, a God jar or a God box. Uh, where uh, you have a a beautiful box or a jar and you put things, you can write things on slips of paper that you're giving to God, concerns and challenges, prayer requests, placing them on pieces of paper and putting them in your God jar, your God box. It's a wonderful way to ceremoniously affirm that you're giving your challenges to spirit and then the way to avoid failure and to experience success is to not take it off the altar to not put yourself back in charge of it but to leave spirit in charge of it And for many of us, that can be super challenging, right? That's the whole thing about this world. We love all of our problems and worries and concerns, the judgments and the opinions, because we are the ones who made them. They're our little treasures. Who would we be without the world we made? We'd be free. (laughs) That's who we'd be. Freedom. And So uh, another way to avoid failure and to experience success is not to pray for specifics. So instead of praying that they call today or I get this particular job, instead of that, always praying for the highest and best. This is one of the miracle things that I have learned, is no matter what the situation is, no matter how difficult it is, and how much we'd like to have a particular outcome, if we can stand very strong in our heart and say, I am calling forth the highest and best for everyone, in this situation. And what what makes people kind of cringe about that they're like, "Oh, you know, well, what if it's the highest and best for them but not for me?" That's not even possible because we're one with each other. God is so beautiful and so perfect that the highest and best for everyone is the highest and best for anyone. And so in uh, some people's minds, they have enemies. And believe it or not, the highest and best for their enemy is also going to be the highest and best for them. It has to be because they're one with each other. So when we're consistently praying for the highest and best for all, and blessing all, then we're going to experience true spiritual success. We're gonna experience freedom. Now, people doubt this, which is totally understandable, because the ego cannot accept this. It has to doubt it, because the ego is gonna reject anything that has a premise of oneness, a premise of unity. Because the ego's entire thought system is one of separation. But remember that the ego is not a thing, a personality, it's not. The ego has no volition of its own. It has no decision-making power we have all the power because we're of God. Spirit has all the power. Ego has no power at all. If we agree to think ego thoughts, if we agree to, in, in essence, put our mind inside the ego thought system, or if you think of our mind like a, a, an amazing computer, And we run the software of the ego, then it's going to seem like uh, the ego has power. But only because we are endowing it with the power of God by thinking the ego thoughts. Of itself, the ego can do nothing. It has no power. It only seems to have power because we have given it our attention our awareness. So in order to keep from failing we are focusing our attention on the highest and best for everyone at all times in all situations being a blessing to everyone at all times and all situations. Now Many times we can feel that someone or something is working against us, but it's actually not even possible. It can appear that way in the world, but everything works together for good and there are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego. This is A Course of Miracles 101. Uh, not Lesson 101, but just the basics of A Course of Miracles. And uh, as is often quoted from Lesson 135, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything, all situations and circumstances and events were gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? So it can seem like things in the world are working against us. It can seem like things are happening to us. And when it seems that way, that's the indicator that we've misidentified. We've identified with the thought system of separation rather than the truth of our being, which is unity, unification, oneness. So naturally, we're going to fail if we're ego-driven. That's a guarantee. So this is why things happen, and we've all experienced them. Uh, I I just wrote an article for Miracle Worker magazine, which is a UK uh, course of Miracles magazine, and I was talking about how uh, years ago I had... Uh, I was really struggling, and I had $20,000 in credit card debt, and it was very hard for me. I had a student loan that I was paying off, which, by the way, I'm still paying off, (laughs) and um, I was struggling to earn enough money and live the life of a spiritual practitioner and I went to my spiritual counselor and I said, help, I'm really struggling financially here. And uh, my my uh, counselor said, so what is your prayer work about? What are you praying about? I said, I'm praying to know prosperity and abundance, to be prosperous and abundant. I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso here. And she said, and how's that working for you? And I said, well, kind of, sort of, not so well. At that time, I was really struggling. I had times when I'd think, okay, today, do I pay my phone bill or do I buy food? What will I do today? Do I put gas in my car or how am I going to do this? And so, uh, and she said, why don't you pray to be receptive? So I started praying to be receptive and it was amazing how fast things changed. I got a call from a former client, a business client said, I need your help for, uh, four months, five months, I can't remember what it was now. It was so long ago. And uh, in those few months, I earned so much money and she paid all my food expenses and uh, flew me back and forth to New York each week. And it was amazing. I paid down that $20,000 in credit card debt, totally paid it off. Super fast. That was so an eye-opener to me about how prayer works. Because I had no resistance to praying to be receptive. I had no resistance to that at all. I was wide open to it. And wowzer. Also... During that time, I had a birthday party, and a friend threw me a birthday party, and I ended up getting 60 gifts and having 60 thank you cards to write. Wow. Talk about becoming super receptive. It was amazing how much things changed for me. And <laughs> I... Uh, I really learned that it was essential for me as a spiritual teacher and a leader to become very receptive because there's only one place to receive from and that's pure spirit. If I'm not super receptive, what's that about? I'm blocking spirit. That doesn't even make sense. But you see, at the time that I was learning this lesson, I was experiencing tremendous lack and limitation, so that's all I thought about. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I'm worried, worried, worried. So I just kept energizing more lack and more lack and more lack and experiencing more lack and more lack and more lack. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to... continue with this story after the break and just before we go to break i would like to share with you that we've got some wonderful events coming up uh if you are one of those light worker entrepreneurs and you'd like to shine and share your gifts and talents you might be interested in joining the wonderful author and course of miracles teacher john mundy and myself, we're going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona at a beautiful resort in August for three separate teacher training retreats, inspired writing, teaching, and speaking. And I'll tell you more about that, but you can find it at jenniferhadley.com. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. We are talking about how to keep from failing. How to keep from failing. And as we were going to the break, I was just mentioning that we have, John Mundy and I have these wonderful three teacher training retreats that are coming up in August, inspired writing, inspired teaching, and inspired speaking. The inspired writing is for anyone who would like to be able to write inspiration, inspirational blog, uh, articles, books, Between John Mundy and myself, we have written stacks and stacks and stacks, and we definitely know how to do it. And what's important here is it's not really just about what makes something inspiring to read. It's how you can write from that inspired, inspired place and share that. Point of inspiration with others so that when they read it, they get ignited and actually feel that same corresponding inspiration, too. Uh, It's a wonderful thing to be able to do. I love being able to write inspiration. And I found that it's really quite, quite easy for me. And that's something I'd like to share with others. And really, uh, I'm excited to see how Spirit is going to bring this wonderful teaching that uh, we're doing for the first time. And then I've taught so many workshops, and so has John Mundy. Oh, my gosh. And my, uh, it's my joy and pleasure to be able to teach a workshop and see people have a healing in the room. I love when somebody will come back two years later and they'll say, you know, do you remember me, Jennifer? I say, oh yes, I do, how are you? And they'll say, do you, do you remember what I say?" Yes. Oh yes. I remember how you are on the brink of divorce or your children stopped talking to you or you stopped talking to your parents or whatever it was that was going on with them. And they say, well, let me just tell you, we just had, uh, we just, you know, recommitted in our marriage vows or we just had a family reunion or we just had Christmas together for the first time or whatever it might be that, And it's because of the work they did in that workshop. I don't know how to heal anyone, but I know how to share with people so that they can have a healing in their own mind, in their own heart. And that's what I would like to share with people who are interested in leading workshops. And even how to really organize a great workshop on any topic. Uh, Because there are many things that we can learn to do that are so effective. Oh my God, I wish people had taught them to me, but I have discovered them. Spirit taught them to me, and I'd love to share them with more people. And in fact, one of the things I'm going to do in this retreat about workshops is share with you how to lead my Forgive and Be Free workshop so that you can go home and do that. That you'll be certified to do that. That's very exciting for me. That more and more people will be sharing forgiveness. Because as I'm going to share in this episode, forgiveness is the thing that kept me from failing. It got me into leading a successful life and to stop feeling I was constantly failing. And then the third retreat we're offering is Inspired Speaking. Inspired Speaking. So, John and I have given, I think it's safe to say thousands of talks. And um, it's it's wonderful when you can hit that sweet spot. You're talking from that sweet spot. And you don't need notes, you don't need anything, you are just on fire with the Spirit. Spirit is leading you, you're in the zone. And that's what I would like to be able to share with you. And so John and I are teaching that too. So three separate retreats, come to one, two, or three of them. And all the details are at jenniferhadley.com. We have payment plans. We'll do whatever we can to support those who are interested in coming. And because I used to struggle with all of these things and feel like a failure, it's powerful to know that, for instance, I I, I don't remember teaching a class and thinking, meh, that wasn't good at all. I don't, I don't think I've ever, I can't remember ever feeling that way. I Some classes are fantastic and amazing and super inspired, but I've never had one that didn't go well, that wasn't good. Same with workshops. And I always feel good about my writing as well. Some is far better than others, but I, I don't feel like uh, I'm, ever writing things that are just not good at all. (laughs) And I don't get writer's block. Very important. I don't get writer's block. So uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to live in the God zone. And to complete my story before. So I paid off all that debt. And I had that birthday party with all those presents, wrote all those thank you notes, and I had gotten into this receptive zone. I was more receptive, more intuitive. Uh, I was really feeling great. But then I stopped praying to be so receptive, and I, it took years. But after a number of years, I was back in debt even more. And it was, it's just exactly like someone, uh, well, you know, one of the things I had done too was I had quit smoking, but then I started again. So, and it creeps back in. And next thing you know, you start with a cigarette here, a cigarette there, and then a cigarette every day, and then two and three. And next thing you know, you're buying cigarettes all the time. I've had that experience. And I've also had the experience of, oh, it just slipped right out of my mind, must, must be not for me to share about right now. So I, I had twice as much debt, and then three times as much debt. So now I had $60,000 in credit card debt, and at that time that I was that debt was mounting. I felt like it was happening to me, not happening by me, but to me. I was feeling like a victim, like I was doing the best I could. But it, what crept back was thinking about lack, thinking about limitation, thinking about not enough. It was a slow creep, a slow creep on the debt, a slow creep on those thoughts. Now, I'm so glad that happened because it taught me so much. It taught me about being vigilant for God and God thoughts. And it taught me about the very nature of debt and debting. Because for me, I can remember people talking about forgiveness, unforgiveness, and debt being related. And I thought, I don't see that. I do not see that. Where's the connection? I don't get it. However, as I became rigorous with practicing non-judgment... And forgiving everything, 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 everything in all directions of time and space as I became deeply committed to the forgiveness. And looking in my mind, what else can I forgive? What else can I forgive? And of course, what was so important was to understand what true forgiveness was. And by the way... Uh, in, If you go to com forward slash radio or just go to the homepage at com, you'll find the archive of this radio show and all the episodes, and we have an easy search function there and you can search for all the topics we've got this is the 351st episode of this broadcast so you can find every previous episode there of course you can get them in the podcast too and the you can search keywords and if you search for forgiveness you will come up with many topics many many so uh also faith how to leave things on the altar if you search for faith if you search for trust you will find many episodes there uh you can also if you sign up for the podcast you know you'll have an easy ability to search there too and most people's smartphones and most people's well every iPad they have podcast apps So the Apple products have a podcast app. You can easily search for A Course in Miracles. You can search for me and find this radio broadcast. You can also find my prayers there. And same if you have a, um, Android podcast app, um, because this radio broadcast is, uh, Where Pretty much wherever you're going to get a podcast. And I'll just mention one other thing here that if you are listening to the podcast, wherever you get it from, if you would write a review, that would be awesome. It only takes a minute or two. And your writing a review will help more people find it. So, for instance, at iTunes, at Stitcher, places like that, the more people that write reviews, the more they show the the podcast to people who are searching. So... Uh, going back to what I was sharing about true forgiveness. So true forgiveness is recognizing that a, this world is an illusion. Therefore what we think happened only happened in the illusion. So it's not permanent. It's not part of our permanent record. And so in our true reality, in our spiritual reality, We've never been hurt. We've never been betrayed. We've never been damaged. We're still completely perfect in every way, shape, and form. No matter what we have done to others to hurt them intentionally or unintentionally, no matter what others have done that affected us, we are still perfect. We're still innocent and free and pure. And so remembering that, is true forgiveness. True forgiveness is relinquishing the judgments, the interpretations, and the meanings that we made of things. I know I say that so often, but uh, I get so many questions from people who listen to me frequently, and they're still asking, how do I forgive? It's really relinquishing the meaning that we made of things. And so true forgiveness, that relinquishment of our attachment to our interpretations, our point of view, our perspective, the meaning we made, the decisions we made about life, about ourselves, about others, relinquishing all of that to the Holy Spirit for healing, putting it on the altar, putting it in the God box, the God jar. That's what true forgiveness is, leaving it there and saying, Holy Spirit, I feel really hurt by what happened. I'm interested in releasing all judgments, all the decisions I made about this, all the meaning, all the interpretations, known and unknown, recognized and unrecognized, felt and not felt. Let all of it be washed away. I am no longer interested in those opinions, those judgments, those pronouncements, those attachments, those interpretations, those meanings. I'm not interested in any of it anymore. I'm interested in freedom. I'm interested in peace. I'm interested in harmony. I'm interested in love. I am interested in abundance and prosperity. I'm interested in true spiritual success. Take from me every misinterpretation, every misunderstanding, every misperception, every wrong decision, and undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. Let Everyone experience more freedom because of this prayer right now. That is how we keep from failing. We're calling forth the highest and best. We're calling forth the full release of all attachments to our meanings and interpretations of the past. Now, what I experienced... Right? So I had $60,000 in debt. And I decided to go all in and double down on forgiveness. And so I was forgiving everything, 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 everything. And some things happened that in my life that were really challenging for me and brought up my stuff. Intense, intense. It was a time of great intensity. Because I was interested in what I said all, uh, every day was, Many times a day, I am forgiving everything in all directions of time and space. Past lives, future lives, I'm forgiving it all. Everything. I'm forgiving myself and everyone else. I'm setting everyone free with my forgiveness. And so maybe I'd be walking down the street, driving in the car, and I'd remember slightly something that happened to me when I was in third grade, where I got hurt. Or maybe I did something to someone else and hurt them. And my way in the past had been to say, I don't want to think about that. I'm over that. But Now that I was practicing true forgiveness all in, I'd say, oh, what's that? What's that? Something more I can forgive? What is that? Holy Spirit, let me see that. And I'd look at it. Oh, yes, I remember that. I'd forgotten about it, but there it is. Yes. I can see now that at that time I made a decision. They're wrong, I'm wrong, they're bad, I'm bad. And the interpretation I made was something, some judgment, some meaning that I gave it, some decision that I made that had disturbed my peace and was there operating like a software on a computer in the background, and it was draining off my capacity to live a joyful, prosperous life. It was part of that lack and limitation foundation that I was experiencing. The mounting debt was related. I started to see how it was related to the unforgiveness the holding on to resentments and regrets, the holding on to the guilt, the blame, and the shame. Just feeling it now. Hmm. So, I really just said to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, take these thoughts out of my mind. Heal this back to the root cause so I never experience it again. I don't need to judge that, myself or them anymore. I'm setting myself free. I'm setting them free. I'm setting everyone free. And so I started to experience a greater flow of love in my heart, in my mind. And love is success. It's the ultimate success. So I started to feel more and more confident in placing my trust and faith in love, in being loving. I stopped placing my trust and faith in my own opinions and judgments. I stopped placing my faith in being the one who's trying to understand everything and figure everything out and to protect myself from all the knuckleheads in the world. I stopped feeling that it was my job to be the spiritual police of everybody in my life and always keeping track and keeping score of everything. I decided to give all that up. And it was, I was extremely entrenched in it because my mind, my personality is extremely analytical, and extremely opinionated and judgmental. It's all part of that in a, in intellectual, analytical, like many Course of Miracles people. So I just kept giving it like truckloads, putting it on the altar every day. Oh, this is for you, God. This is for you, God. This is for you. This is for you. This is yours. I don't know what to do with this, God. I'm giving this to you. I just kept putting everything on the altar. And I started somewhere in there. I started calling it the holy altar fire of divine love. The holy altar fire of divine love. Because I felt that... All of these patterns of lack, attack, limitation and separation were being dissolved, resolved, and burned away in the, the sweet fire of God's love. Because I was becoming less and less interested in them. I noticed them coming into my mind less and less. Uh, I was started to focus more on how can I be loving? And I started to notice that I was having clear insight and awareness. And I got this jolt of insight that I realized, oh, the only reason I fail is because I'm trying to do it myself. So... Just like someone who would lose 100 pounds, let's say, they're 300 pounds, they lose 100 pounds, but then they gain back 150 because they they didn't shift their consciousness. So they shifted their habits for a while, but they didn't shift their consciousness permanently. That was me with the debting and the um, experiencing the lack, the credit card debt. But when I began to go all in for forgiveness, that really shifted. And in that time, what happened was I decided I'm paying off all this credit card debt and that's it. I'm done. And I did. I did. paid it all off and I've not had credit card debt since then. I don't carry debt. On my credit cards, and I use my credit cards for everything because I get airline miles with them, and that's helpful to me. <laughs> and um, and I don't carry that debt. I'm still paying off my student loan, but I'm I'm paying it off, and I'm good. I'm glad for that. So my life really changed through forgiveness. And through letting spirit show me what's the highest and best instead of telling spirit what is the highest and best, what I want from spirit, what I need from spirit, what I'd like. Now I focus on the highest and best is for me is the highest and best for all. That's all that can occur. And that's how I feel successful every day. And I stopped failing. I still have errors of, of perception. I still make mistakes. And I don't feel like a failure anymore. I feel like a success all of the time. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. But it's really applying these teachings of A Course in Miracles that did it for me. Yes. Hmm. One of the things I'd like to share with you is that we're back up and running with the text messages. If you're interested in receiving my inspired text messages, you can re-sign up or sign up at acimtexts.com. We figured out that we do need to charge a nominal fee for it. But if you'd like to receive uh, inspired text messages and quotes from A Course in Miracles uh, on a daily basis, it's a wonderful thing to help remind us to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. All right. It's time for me to pray. Let's... Take this breath of love and gratitude and go within. I am so grateful and so thankful that love is lifting us truly higher and higher. We're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful, so thankful to let the healing be. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.